Yes, Stanley. Oh, Canada. We are going to get to that story in just a few minutes. I love Canadian stories. Uh, it's Hannah Stanley filling in tonight for Amy Guth on the Saturday Night Special. Um, if you are a frequent listener to the Saturday Night Special, you know that typically Amy focuses on one particular topic. Um, and tonight we are going to shake it up just a little bit because we're towards the end of the year. And because I can. So it's mixed bag Saturday night. Uh, also referred to as the Bubala bonus hours. Uh, stories that I didn't get to necessarily when I was filling in for Matt Bubala from 1 to 5 a.m. Um, really, really neat stories that, but again, it's it's kind of a mixed bag. Just a whole bunch of, it's grab bag. Grab bag Saturday night. That's what it's called. Hi, David Jennings. Hello. How are you? So, sorry, I had to put my headphones back on. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> I'm I'm good. Okay, that is that is good to hear. I I've haven't had, seen you I've in had two dinner weeks. Dinner, and I'm weeks. like, you know, hey, this is good. Okay, uh, we will be having dinner. We've not eaten yet. We a whole bunch of us. So that's going to be happening. Um, long but, as you bring enough for the whole class. Well, that's the whole point. Okay, just yeah. checking. Oh no, no, I'm excited. Um, this weather today is amazing. It was 40, I think 47, out by me. Um, Ro is producing tonight. I get to, I got to meet Ro. She's delightful. This is exciting. Welcome aboard. She's one of the newest members of the family. Yes. We brought in three, three kids. They're new in the family. <laughs> Why is Ro screaming from the building? I don't understand what just happened. Um, no. So welcome. Welcome to WGN. How many shows have you produced for us thus far? One. One. Okay. So now welcome to your second. Thanks. This is your sophomore show. I get a, your, um, your ranks. I know you're very quiet on, uh, on my board. I will fix that for you. Um, but we will, um, we will have Ro on with us talking, learning a little bit more about her, but she's going to be manning the phone lines at 312-981-7200. And also that is the text line. Did you know that David Jennings, people can text and call in? Of course. Same. I know, 312-981-7200. Very exciting. So many good things. Um, but we are going to talk about coming up right after this break. I'm going to get to break. And then we're going to talk about this Canadian story. It's so Canadian. So Canadian. Yep. I had to get out in the boot. Out in the boot. We've got a... Yeah, I love this story. Hannah I needed, Stanley. I needed to borrow your curse so I could go out in a boot. Out in a boot. And go to ice fishing. And I had the swampers. And then I just made a mistake. Eh? It's so good. Ice fishing is so weird. Oh, God. We could, oh, so. Have you ever driven on a frozen lake? Well, I no. Did. I've done it. I, and it was, and I'm like, you sure it's not going to crack under us? And it's like, nah. And you're judging. It's, the, it's, been, it's been frozen for a few weeks. I'm like, okay. You're judging the sobriety of the person who's driving and whether or not they actually really like you and who they will try to save first. They were letting me drive. No, no, no. That's not ever good. That's, that's and I'm, I'm just like, it's uh, the idle speed is just carrying this SUV over the lake. And I'm like, okay. No. Looking over, it's like, uh, do I see any spikes, I lived, little things coming out of the... No? I lived in Michigan when I was little, little. And so I remember, like, the age of five or six, I remember people ice fishing and seeing them out in their little... The shacks? Yeah. And it's the weirdest thing. It just, to me, seemed like that's something that y you could do 
other times of the year and enjoy it more. I don't know. No, you can only do it in the winter. Well, when I it, when no, you can fish. it's literally cold because, and it's freezing. <laughs> it's the only way you can put a little shack out on the but ice. But you can actually... Have your, have your music with you. No, here's the thing that's cracking me up about that. They have heaters for yeah, these little shacks. I know. But you're sitting on ice. Uh-huh. I would not be sitting on ice. I would be sitting on something between me and the ice like a chair. No, I would be sitting... On a Barker lounger in my house. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't be on the lake fishing. No, I'd be sitting. I'm sitting here in the Allstate Skyline studio getting to broadcast because we have heating in this building. Yeah, that's kind of a minimal requirement. That's just, you know, I enjoy heating. Look, I got past baiting my own hook, all right? I can do that. So can I. It just isn't pleasant. No. I didn't find it so the first time I did it, but it was like, well, you got to learn sometime. Okay, fine. Because if you feed a man to fit, or if you... <laughs> if you teach a man... If you teach a man, man to fish... a man fish, he'll eat for a day. If you teach a man to fish, he'll be able to eat for life. Right. But if you teach a man to fish on the ice, he's going to freeze, and then there's less need for food. So we are going to take okay. a quick break. Hannah Stanley uh, filling in again on the Saturday Night Special for my friend Amy Guth. More after this. enjoying the music jamming out hannah stanley here filling in tonight for amy guth we've got so many good things coming up i'll be with you guys until 9 p.m and then uh dave hoekstra will take over from what i understand there's a lot of musicians coming in tonight so many this is a game that dan and i used to play Dan Long, um, who was just producing uh, for for the beat, but also produces for Dave Hoekstra. Um, Dan Dan has produced for Hoekstra for a long time, and when I used to be on regularly, uh, I, he and I every week would play the how many musicians are coming in game, and I am going to guess twelve. So you can tell me you said the over, so I went a little high today, uh, but I'm guessing. I'm guessing it's 12. So we'll find out later if we, uh, how, how we rank on that. By the way, 312-981-7200 is the phone and text line. You guys can call in and text in. Roe is producing tonight. David Jennings doing news. So um, Dateline Canada, Dateline Nova Scotia, Hammonds Plains, Nova Scotia, this happened just this past week, a couple, couple, two, three days ago, as we would say in uh, the Chicagoland area, not in Canada, eh? <sighs> On December 9th, Halifax District Royal Mounted Police responded uh, to a 911 call of a vehicle having been stolen from the parking lot at a business on Hammonds Plain Road in Hammonds Plain. None of that matters to us. What matters is the fact that a car was stolen and it was reported stolen 6.30 in the evening, Nova Scotia time. Nova Scotia is east, right? So that would be east coast time, I believe. So 5.30 our time. Motorists reported they had parked beside an identical vehicle to what they were driving, entered a business, and when they came out, their vehicle was gone. As it turned out, 
another motorist had departed the business. Doesn't this sound just slightly like my cousin Vinny, where there were two cars that were that were close enough, um, but then that that story went south. But anyway, as it turned out, another motorist had departed the vi- the business, climbed into the wrong vehicle, and drove off. Not a stolen vehicle. I guess it was a stolen vehicle. It was. It was mistaken vehicle, vehicular identity. That's what that actually was. Uh, A short time later, they discovered they have driven off in the wrong vehicle. However, prior to the realization, they had filled the vehicle up with gas. So not only were these vehicles identical, but apparently they both had a limited number uh, of liters of gas, eh? in in their vehicle so the the second driver who was mistakenly driving the first vehicle put petrol is it petrol in in canada i know it's petrol in europe so we'll say they put gas in the car uh liters multiple liters of gas it was returned to its owner and the motorist was reimbursed for the fuel they had placed in the other's person vehicle person's vehicle because canada that is not a story that would occur here. Here, they would say, you took my car and you're going to court. And Dan, actually, Dan Long just popped in. He, he was doing hand gestures to me earlier. Like, not rude. That, that sounded bad. But, but, um, but you, you were parked next door to our building and your car was vandalized. Right? There you are. You found a microphone. My mic. Yeah, I, I don't know. You're not up on my board. I don't know why not. I don't have headphones on. I can't hear. I'll run in there. Okay, come on in. So Dan is going to tell us the story of how his car was vandalized, not in Canada, and how that... Um, are you on two? Three? I don't know. What's, this is... It's new studio. New studio. Who this? Okay, there you are. Dan Long, ex- yeah. producer extraordinaire. Correct. Longtime producer, first-time guest. So you were parked next door to our building in a building that will remain nameless so that people don't get freaked out about parking there. Right. Well, it's and not we my responsibility to protect anybody else's <laughs> reputation. Yes. But, but yes, that did a little happen. bit mine. Uh, so, but they, what did they, they broke your window. I mm-hmm. saw this posted on social media. Yeah. Did they steal anything or they just broke it for the sheer joy of breaking it? Oh, no, they broke it for the sheer joy of stealing things. <sighs> what did they steal? Uh, well, dummy me had a duffel bag on my, so they got my old dirty gym clothes. Good for them. But then they went through my center console and they stole my wallet. Dan Long. Why did you not have a wallet on your person? You know, you get into bad habits. Mm-hmm. All right. So that no longer is a habit, I'm assuming. Uh, no. In Canada, they would have taken your wallet by accident, brought it back to you, and and said, I noticed that the Velcro was a little shoddy. I've purchased you a new one. <laughs> That's what would've... That would have been nice. <laughs> so here in, uh, here in the States, I don't foresee this, although this really was just mistaken vehicular identity. They don't, they didn't intend to steal the car. And they were kind enough. Here's what's funny about it. The guy, um, will say person B, takes off in vehicle A, right? Wrong driver. Then goes to the station and fills it with gas, realizes that's not his playlist, right? I don't know how he would realize all of a sudden he's like, why is my Navi taking me to the wrong address? Oh, shoot, this isn't my car. Drives back where I'm guessing some sort of 
police report was being written out and goes, oh, here. And by the way, I filled it with gas. Instead of freaking out, losing their mind, person A, owner of vehicle A, then pulls money out of their pocket and reimburses person B who had driven and filled up vehicle A with money. See, that's a nice Canadian. It's so Canadian. Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> that's why I'm guessing that game's not super popular up there. <laughs> it's, I really, where else could that story take place? Florida? No. Certainly not. No. Absolutely not. I don't. What other country can you imagine that happening in? None. None. None countries. I don't. I don't. D- David Jennings, have you heard this? Ro, I can't hear you. I don't know why I can't hear you. I don't know. I, can't. I gotta. I'll fix this. Dan, can you come over and fix the board, please, so I can hear Ro? Um, I, I really don't know any other country that has such a reputation of nice. They're far more low key than we are. Is that what it is? Among other things. But they're just so polite. Well, like I said, they're they're more low key than we are. We get, we tend to get angry fast. And we act down on it. They, on the other hand, seem to be able to take a lot more stuff in stride than we seem to be capable or willing to. Is that a a local thing or is that an American thing? I, just a wild guess, I think a lot of... I think for for many... I think it's an American thing. I don't think the Brits are as quick to... Because I think in the South, it's a little bit more chill. And and the South has other ways of telling you off. Yeah, that's they have like fake nice down there. Well, aren't you sweet? uh, Or, bless your little heart. Bless your little heart. Bless your little heart. Aren't you sweet? You're just so sweet. Oh, that's just just (laughs) precious. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That sounds like so much fun. That's that's the low-key backhand that you don't see coming across your face. Bless your heart. No, but honestly, I feel like this could have happened in some smaller municipalities in, let's say, the South. But it's just, I mean, as soon as I heard the story, I was like, well, obviously, this is Canada. There's no other place on Earth where I feel like they would have been like, oh, sure, you drove off with my car. eh? No problem. Here, let me give you, let me reimburse you. Thanks so much for bringing it back, eh? Fresh hot cup of Tim Hortons waiting for you in the cup holder. How good does that sound? None of those stale day-old donuts we got sitting out on the counter. Oh, Tim Horton sounds really good. So good. Uh, We are going to take a quick break. Tons more to cover. Mixed Bag Saturday. Hannah Stanley filling in tonight for Amy Goo. Thank you to Dan Long for uh, participating in that. I am sorry, but you brought it on yourself by keeping your wallet in your armrest. That's all I'm saying. Hannah Stanley filling in tonight on WGN. More after this. Hannah Stanley. Digging the jazz. Would we consider that that jazz, bro? Yes. Yeah? All right. So we'll call that enjoyable uh tonight filling in on wgn until 9 p.m for amy guth thank you to amy guth for uh, letting me fill this seat (sighs) people 
One of my greatest joys in life is stadium hot dogs. I love them. They make me happy. I go many different stadiums. I've had many different stadium hot dogs. I'm going to think twice now based on this story that came out this past week, um, two days ago. ESPN, our friends over at ESPN, went through, <laughs> hmm, ESPN's Outside the Lines, reviewed more than 16,000 food safety inspection reports from 2016 and 2017 for the 111 professional football, baseball, basketball, and hockey venues in North America. I earlier said that did not include Canada. I am mistaken. Our friends at the Winnipeg Jets, that would have been included. The study found at least at 20, 28, I, my apologize. Uh, the study found that at 28% of the venues, half or more of the food service outlets incurred a high level violation, one that poses a potential threat for foodborne illness. Oh, people, we here in the radio industry are no strangers to the potential for foodborne illness. If you ask any of us who are sitting here right now, we will tell you that there is tiramisu sitting on the counter in the kitchenette that has been sitting out unrefrigerated since yesterday morning when there was a, a station festivity that was occurring, the winter party, we are smart enough to know not to eat that because of foodborne illness. But when you go to a stadium, when you think about the fact that it is, what, a quarter to a third likely that you are putting yourself at a venue, not the stadium necessarily, but at um, a vendor or at one of these facilities serving food that has potential for foodborne illness, that's kind of shocking. That doesn't um, make me, that's not designed, literally designed to, not designed to make me feel good. So here in Chicago, which is what we're probably all wondering, um, boy, we have really, really good food. Uh, over the past few years, we've gone from like Wrigley Fields makes a huge deal out of their food uh, service, food offerings every single year. All of the um, new food that they've brought in the United Center, both for the Bulls and the, and, um, and the Blackhawks, of course, our beloved Blackhawks. They have made a huge deal, really incorporating a lot of very high end restaurants, having kind of a pop up location. At, at these uh, facilities. So these are restaurants that are putting their reputation on the line by having these smaller um, smaller stations within these stadiums. Um, after they've reviewed these 16,000 food safety inspection reports, the Chicago venues Soldier Field fared the worst, ranking 91st out of the 111 um, facilities that they were ranking. So we are way down in the bottom quarter at Soldier Field with 59.2% of high level violations per inspection. Let's just round 
if we round, it's 59. But if we round to the closest tens place, that's 60%. It's still 59. Let's just say it's 60%. Uh, <laughs> my children are in are, are here in the building. And so now my, my son is going to be like, Mom, you're still rounding wrong. Uh, that is close to 60% of high-level food violations per inspection. Guaranteed rate field was next at 87th with a 55.8%. Uh, rate. Wrigley Field was 47th. At least they're in the top half. Actually, yeah, no, guaranteed rate field not in the top half. Wrigley Field in the top half of the 111 uh, venues. And the United Center had the best rating in in uh, in Chicago with 11th. So in the, they're in the top 10% of all of the stadiums in the country um, with a 10% violation rule. Here's what I'm thinking, though. The three venues that fared the worst in Chicagoland are all what? Outdoor venues. That would be incredibly more challenging to control food temperature, rodents, bugs. I mean, we've all seen the bees flying around when you're watching a baseball game, probably a football game, depending on the weather. Not so much inside the United Center. Maybe a random bird because of the loading dock. Yeah, but don't they all have like an inside kind of kitchen area going on so you can control that? Um, they, they should, for sure. And each of those um, locations within are going to have um, the ability. So let's say you're going to like a hot dog place, right? All of those hot dog, that hot dog water is supposed to be at a very specific temperature, um, they need to keep the the food product at a specific temperature. It, I mean, because we know, you know, it's not like we're going out for a luxury dinner. They're not prepping it for me and me alone. That food is pre-prepped. I I used to always joke that I would never buy a hot dog in the first like month of a season because it was last year's buns. I don't know that that's actually accurate, but I was like, don't they always taste a little bit stale in April? It's not good. Maybe it's because it was still 35 degrees and I'm trying to watch baseball and those buns were frozen. Um, 312-981-7200. Have you had a bad experience? Have you seen things? Have you worked at one of these locations? Um, Because that is a lot, 60% high level violations at soldier field especially with it should be cold most of the time and you know so i'm at soldier field i want something nice and warm and and you know guaranteed rate field of course they've got the the stadium club lovely might or might not have had my wedding reception there i did Harry Tynowitz was there, who who was just on the air Harry Tynowitz gave part of my toast it was all, I'm, I'm a radio person. I had a multi-dimensional toast. Ro Khan gave the other part of my toast at my wedding reception. Uh, so yeah, that, boy, that's a whole thing. We were all at different radio stations. Now we're all together. Um, so yeah, we were all at, um, at the time it was U.S. Cellular Field. Um, but that was, uh, that was fun. And this food was tremendous. And I am, I did not get ill afterwards. I've never, I don't remember ever having a bad food experience at any of those places ever. But I can tell you where the best hot dog I've ever had in my life. Not a Dodger dog. Nathan's. Nathan's hot dogs at, um, at Yankee Stadium. 
Delicious. Ro, are you a big uh, sports fan? I am not a huge sports fan, actually. I grew up in a house full of girls. Well, so that's okay. You can still be sports fans. Yeah. Yeah, we don't we don't gender stereotype here. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have to get right into it, though. But I, the last game I was at, I still remember, a long time ago, was like, I was like nine or ten. My dad took us to a game. And... I, I still don't now, but I refused to eat the hot dogs then. Why? Because the little boy in front of me had a hot dog and, and it, threw up right after. No. Yeah, he took one bite out of it and threw up. No, this is a story you should have been sharing earlier. This is what we're talking about. Now, the thing is, it's highly likely not a cause and effect. He ate the hot dog and then got sick. Right. Little kids get sick all the time. He could have gotten sick for no for some other reason. But um, but him getting sick in front of you, of course, would have turned you off to eating hot dogs. Yeah, I get that. I, I get that. One. Totally understand. Um, but but I I've we Grayson, who's my son, one of one of the two children who are here in the building right now at the station. He loves going to different baseball stadiums and wants to go to all of them. And my husband and I high fived each other when he declared that that was a goal of his life because we thought, yes, yes, let us do that. We should totally go to all the stadiums. Um, and so I. I actually kind of make it a thing where I try to I definitely walk around all the stadiums. I look at um, like all of, you know, if I can walk the entire circle at like a baseball stadium, some of them don't let you. You have to walk to one end and then you have to double back. Hmm. They're like, no, no, you can't walk above center field. That's just crazy. I don't know why. So, but I do. I walk, I I walk, (laughs) I walk around the stadiums. I walk on multiple levels because I do want to see the different food options, especially like in, you know, up at, um, uh, what it's not County Stadium anymore, but up in Milwaukee, they, they have different stuff than we're going to have here. Maybe a lot more cheese focused, a lot more sausage favorite stadium ever and and a lot of Chicagoans are going to hate me for this yeah it's all right but uh Cardinal Stadium um okay Bush Stadium down in St. Louis all right why the whole experience Mm -hmm. we we talked about experience earlier but Bush Stadium has an experience like none other to go there and literally be able to do anything at one moment you can watch you'll see people in there watching a a fighting watching a boxing match Mm -hmm. and then the other people are outside drinking and enjoying whatever baseball game is going on is great plus there's plenty of bars and like it's a whole yes that is a whole neighborhood it's very similar to what they've uh taken wrigleyville towards um now uh so you're absolutely right they they really made that into far more of a destination and an experience outside of just the baseball game um, where Wrigleyville had definitely had it going on for bars but it really wasn't the whole like let's go hang out at the park yeah it's not the same feel as it is now right so um, completely agree with you there the other thing that they do that's really neat is if you go on the brewery tour at um, Anheuser-Busch you can then take a shuttle to Bush Stadium for the game for free so you go on the brewery tour um, or you park there because they're not they're not making you go on the free tour, although it's it's very interesting and lovely and you see the Clydesdales. Um, but then you can get on a shuttle. It's free and they take you downtown and take you to the game. Super neat. I wish I had known that I lived there and had no idea. Uh-huh. You stick with me. 
We are going to take a quick break. I want to hear those texts. I know the phones are, are ringing. Uh, so we're going to get your calls and texts coming up after the break on best stadium food experience, what's been going on, where where you will never eat again, what you saw, where you worked. 312-981-7200. Hannah Stanley filling in tonight for Amy Guth talking about this groundbreaking, earth-shattering ESPN uh, stadium food report. More after this on WGN. Hannah Stanley, we are back uh, here on WGN. It is me filling in tonight for uh, the lovely Amy Guth, who will be back with you guys next week. I think I need to actually I need to check and see if the Blackhawks are playing next week. 312-981-7200. We are talking about this report that came out. ESPN. Um, uh, ESPN. What is it? Uh, outside the lines that's what it is ESPN outside the lines went through 60 16,000 some food um, safety ranking reports etc um, ranking where you are safest and least safe here's what's earth-shattering to me that they buried in this story the fact that these inspections take place at the beginning of the season, March and April for baseball. So these are not necessarily actively being cleaned, run, serving food when these inspections are taking place. And they've been going through a very long off season. Now, one of the things that they talked about most at all of these venues is the quote unquote black slime, black slime in ice machines. Folks, I can tell you, having hosted a food show for a long time, having gone to a lot of restaurant, um, behind the scenes situations, cleanups, etc. Black slime and ice machines, not uncommon. That is a lot of people never um, order ice, don't have ice on an airplane, don't get ice from, good God, don't get ice from a hotel vending, like one of those ice machines at a hotel. No, 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 my friend. That is going to be scary. Lots of black slime. Lots of it. And it's because of the condensation that develops. And boy, it's just a breeding ground for all kinds of stuff. We've got John from Milwaukee who is uh, going to be on the line with us in just a second. Again, keep those texts coming in. But again, inspectors found 20 critical violations throughout Wrigley Field. Um, the worst violation? Workers handling money and then not washing their hands before touching food. Right? I know Roe is making a face. You are making a very valid phase. There be cocaine on some of them bills. Oh, now, nah, well, That's at gross. at the least. Well, that I mean, that would maybe And, and where people put money? Now, see, and I don't mean your wallet or your pocketbook. No, and we all know in my shoe. And I was thinking is, something a bit more closer to your heart. Yes, that but that's a that could be a sweaty place for some people. But you don't want to get pickpocketed in 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 the summer. John from Milwaukee, you're saying guaranteed rate field is the best. Talk to me. Tell me your experience. Oh, I have to. I I've, that's my bucket list too. We, me and my friends, we we've been to 26 ballparks wow. all around the country, and we plan on getting more, getting to more of them. But so far, we're at 26. You've collected and a lot. Every, 
And every time we get a chance to go to Guaranteed Rate Field, I keep calling it U.S. Cellular on mistake, but every you time we go both. to Guaranteed Rate, we look forward to that place just for the food, not the game. We go there for a patio party, especially. Mm-hmm. The more In the beginning, the Bertucci brothers and the food they have there is fantastic. And then when we get to the park, we can't help from getting the food out, out, the, out on the ballpark, too. We walk out of there. Actually, we roll out of there. <laughs> And we look forward to it. And I'm talking, I'm comparing it to anywhere in Boston, um, New York, um, Colorado. I mean, anywhere, I mean, that is by far none the best we've had so far. And I'm not even saying that as a Sox fan. I'm saying it as a baseball fan. All right. No, this is interesting, especially because you're uh, you're north of the border, eh? Um, yes. Not 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 Canada. I want to stipulate. You're, no. You're, you're in no. Milwaukee. But... It's interesting. A lot of people, especially around here, will say how great, and I always say County Stadium is, up in Milwaukee, um, where the Brewers play. I had a good experience dining, a terrible experience service-wise up in Milwaukee. They, I think they um, like misstaffed it, so the lines were 20, 25 minutes just to get you know, a sausage. So um, for me, that was that wrecked the experience. No, I love our brewers, but you know what? I do not like the food as much as I like it when I go to Chicago and go to U.S. Cellular. I mean, I'm sorry, guaranteed no, rate. I can't get in the heaven of saying still, that, you but can, guaranteed rate. U.S. Comiscular, that also works. No problem. There we you don't, go. We don't care. <laughs> but I will tell you, it was a big reason why I chose to have our wedding reception there was because of how delicious the food was. I knew those people. Um, I knew they weren't going to mess it up. The you know the the stadium club folks. But I just I loved all of the different food experiences we had had. And I will tell you, David Jennings and I have been in the United Center suites before. David, what is the best part about being in a suite? The dessert cards. The dessert cards. <laughs> John from Milwaukee, I wish you could come with us. We'll see if we can get you in- involved in one of those with us. Um, anytime we're able to go to to the Hawks game and we get invited to the suite, we're like, sure. Oh, oh boy, there happens to be a baseball game. Oh, but look, there's there's a dessert or not, I mean a hockey game, but yeah, there's also a dessert cart. We just I stand understand. there and, and <laughs> ogle at it. It's the, it's the greatest thing ever. John, thank you so much for your call. And I appreciate uh, we appreciate your north of the border support for our, our White Sox Stadium. Thank you very much. You have a good Bye-bye. night. Thanks. Um, I agree. I think it's delicious. But I, I really will tell you, I'm going to be watching very, very carefully next time I go to one of these stadiums. One, because of how the vending is ha- happening. I bet, though... Usually these safety inspections and these, you know, like um, reports where they're like, this is so bad, so bad. What it, it really makes everybody step up their game, pardon the pun, but step up their food service. This is going to be something that everybody's going to be paying attention to. So maybe we'll all be safer after this. You know, like what, Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box had a really bad thing happen uh, with food poisoning several years ago. People people lost their lives. That is now one of the safest places you can go to eat because of how many uh, different safety precautions they have put in as far as food temperature and, and how they handle all their food. So maybe this is actually going to be a good thing, not just for the Chicago stadiums, um, but hopefully for all of these 111 venues. Um but man, let's step up the food service, according to uh, according to John. Everybody's got to 
step it up to keep up with how delicious everything at Guaranteed Rate uh, Field is. We are going to come right back and get you guys to the news on the other side of this break. Hannah Stanley filling in tonight for Amy Guth. We'll be back on WGN right after this. Hannah Stanley filling in tonight for Amy Guth on WGN. I get to be with you for another hour and I'll turn you over to news in just a second. But we did, we were talking about the stadiums uh, and their safety, their food safety. We got a call from, or I'm sorry, a text from 773. Um, I'm guessing that they used to work there because they said that a lot of times the stadiums cook hot dogs that don't sell. They recook them the next day. Not sure if they still use the old hot dogs after a road trip because they're not clearly not making enough money they gotta pinch pennies i will be rethinking my food choices spirit and joy and happiness and so much family stress hannah stanley filling in tonight for amy guth i uh one am so excited to be with you guys always but in the spirit of the 12 days of christmas we're only 10 we're at the we're at 10 days right now t minus 10 days i guess technically nine days because today's almost over right so we've got 16 17 18 19 20 1 2 3 4 9 we've got nine days of shopping left unless you were smart and said let's just celebrate christmas on like the 27th when everybody's off and then you go out and do all your shopping on the 26th when everything is super crazy on sale that was that's smart my family did that one year we all <laughs> this is this is true. We um, we were all sick when I was a little kid. We were all sick on Easter, like super sick. Best Easter baskets we ever got the following Sunday because my mom got all of them at like 75% off. And the Easter bunny had stayed away from our house because sickness, because you can't jeopardize all the other kids. So she had stayed away. And my mom was like, well, I'll just go buy the Easter baskets and take care of it. Amazing. The Sun, our good friends at The Sun in the United Kingdom. Uh, we talked to Fred Weintraub last night, who is our worldly fellow. He was over. Um, currently, he's over in London. He has been in Singapore, where he's now based most of the year. Then he was in London, and then he will be back in Chicago ne next week. But uh, we were talking to him about so many different things in the UK, including what's not actually anarchy in the UK, but Brexit. So that's up on the podcast on WGNRadio.com if you want to hear the latest um, from someone who is in London about what's going on with Brexit. And boy, is that so much craziness. Um, but our good friends at The Sun have posted the 12 feuds of Christmas. In the spirit of the 12 days remaining of Christmas, it is the 12 feuds of Christmas. Uh, let me ask you this. 312-981-7200. Text in... What is the fight you guys always have? Always. This is, these are really, really solid. Um, of course, this is Britain. This is, uh, so there's, they're going to be a little bit different than ours. Um, but the 10, the top 10 causes of a sleepless night or a fight 
at uh, at Christmas time are going to be overindulgence, stressing about preparation, drinking too much. Those are the reasons you're losing sleep and stressing out. Now, if you're stressed, you're going to be more likely to be arguing. Uh, the top 12 fights of Christmas. Political conversations. No, that's that's never that's never heated. Everybody knows you don't talk about politics. Everybody. Even even if y'all agree, uh, political conversations such as Brexit, um, who won the board game? Have you ever had a fight over that row in your entire life? No, we're a lot more competitive in my home. So we just decide that if we can't, <laughs> if we can't, uh, if you play can't in harmony, we're not going to play. OK, so do you play board games at the holidays? No, we, we create puzzles. It keeps the stress down. <laughs> Are, so you actually do like jigsaw puzzles? You you like yeah. oh this one the huge ones the ones that usually take you like two or three weeks like the five thousand piece. Yep. How do you separate that? Because that's hard. Like it's if it's one person, your brain's working a certain way, and you're like I'll just do all the I'm gonna separate it. I'm gonna make all of the up pieces. Like I'll put all of the picture ones up on top, and then I'm gonna do the borders. Look, I found my four corners. How do you guys do it if there's a whole group of you guys? We separate it by color, so every party picks a color. Mm. And you put all your pieces in your side, and then we figure out where the center is and go from there. That's pretty great. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I need to come to your house. I would not. I wouldn't. Okay, good. That's great. Uh, staying off the phones at the dinner table. That is a top 12 feud of Christmas. I feel like you can avoid that one if you just go, it's Christmas dinner. Not so much. Phones go over there. That's that's where the millennial thing comes into play because nobody in my house cares. As a matter of fact, my mom's on her phone more than anybody. So if we're yelling at anybody, it would be my mom. I do I do try to um, have the kids off of their devices and me as well. I'm guilty of it because sometimes, like especially if I'm coming into work, I'm you know like looking for articles, booking a guest, whatever. So there's sometimes, um, but my husband usually is getting home from work, so he's finishing emails and replying to other people. So it is something that we all do, multi generational. Um, but we actually we had my niece stay with us for a while, and we we I wouldn't let her eat until she put her phone away. Mm mm mm. That that that's a good way to go about it. Yeah, I was like, no, no, we're done. You put that phone down, teenager. <laughs> um, now I'm a little bit more lenient because I do it too. Um, what time to eat Christmas dinner? Here's where I could see, right? Because it seems like if you're cooking it, you're in charge. So you'll be eating Christmas dinner when I say. Here's where I can see that this is this turns into drama is when you got multiple locations that certain family members are going to be at right so you've got you've got uh you know grown children who are married and they're maybe going to their in-laws house and the in-law says we're doing it at noon and and the original family says but we're doing it at one fine we'll move it now everybody's jumbling and that causes some stress i get that I think the only time that you should be arguing is if somebody's praying too long. <laughs> like, the food is cooked. We don't need a 30-minute prayer. <laughs> That's like me at church on Sunday. We're like, I get it. Can we end the sermon? Thank you. <laughs> football much. on. We got to go. 
Yeah, I get I get that totally. Um, uh, Curtis, I don't know if you know Curtis yet. Curtis just texted in and he said that they eat at four. Do you fight about it, Curtis? Text me 312 981 Um How long to spend at relatives' houses? That's That sounds like a little bit ties in with your prayer issue. Like we're done. I'm so over this. Uh, people arriving late. Eh, that just seems like everybody needs to relax. How much alcohol to drink? I don't feel like how much is ever the conversation. I feel like how much has been consumed is the concern. That is like once you're already imbibing and you're like, you need to cut that off. Then then that turns into a fight. Here's one that I didn't even think about. The temperature of the house. How hot it is. You know, I went and visited my um, my great aunt Susan, um, who had terrible heart problems, and she kept her house at about a um, hundred and six degrees. It was so hot, and there was no air movement. It was like sleeping in the bottom of a cup. Nothing. It was terrible. But I knew it was because she needed to be comfortable because she was elderly and whatever. But oh my god, that was just terrible. It was terrible. Um, what film or TV shows to watch? All of these are just kind of normal arguments. Who washes up? Yeah, that just sucks. Nobody likes to do that. My sister has five kids. She just used paper plates. That's what she does all the time. Um, what time to open presents? There's no need to fight about that. No need to fight about that at all. Christmas morning. That's what time you open presents. Right? I don't know. Or when people show up. I mean, it depends on the family, I feel like. We always open our presents. If the present is from grandma, wait till grandma comes. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like, if I'm sitting there and I gave it to you and you want to open it, then, like, that's when that's when you can open it. But if grandma's not coming until four, you got to wait. We're going to go to break. 312-981-7200. We can continue taking your calls and texts on this topic. Hannah Stanley filling in tonight for Amy Guth. More on WGN right after this. Hannah Stanley here filling in tonight for Amy Guth. It's the Saturday night special. Tonight we're calling it the Saturday night grab bag. Lots of different topics. Lots of different fights happening during the holidays. The sun in um, England, British, the British sun, they posted the top 12 feuds of Christmas. Uh, We've gone through several of them. I want to know what your fights are. Of course, politics. We got a text um, from 262 referring to politics. And of course, yes, people just steer clear of politics. Also, you know what else you want to steer clear of? Sports. That can get so ugly. Not good. You got a Cardinals fan sitting at the table with a whole bunch of Cub fans. No good. No bueno. We want to stay steer clear of that. Um, you can talk, like if everybody's Hawks fans, you can all talk about how great the Hawks are and how, you know, they're turning everything around and really starting to find their groove. That's awesome. That's always good. Listen to WGN. Got those Hawks games for you. Here's the thing that I we don't fight about, but it probably causes the most stress for me is how much I'm spending on each person. 
here's the thing. Do you, Ro, do you have a budget for people or for specific people or do you find what is appropriate? I have a budget. Right. Because everybody in my life is like super expensive. So you don't, for me, you don't go past 50. Until I start making big dollars, 50 is the cap. No, 50 is very generous. 50 is super generous. I mean, as far as like nieces, nephews, etc. Once my sister had like her third child, I was like, we're done. We got to like, we're capping this. I'm doing birthdays only because I am in the poor house otherwise. The thing is, like, sometimes you find the perfect gift on eBay and it's like $5. They don't need to know that. But just because I spent $5 on the perfect, but it's the perfect gift. Maybe it's super collectible. I don't know. But I don't necessarily need to go spend that extra, let's say, $45 because this is the perfect gift. But then there's other times where you're like, oh, man, she'd really love it. But it's like $85 and that is really expensive. So that is where I have problems because it does add up really, really, really fast. And I want to be generous. I want to give people gifts that demonstrate how much they mean to me and that is probably gonna send us to another topic the fact that people don't remember the gifts you give them that david jennings do you remember the gifts you got last year for christmas Mm, not really Mm Did you remember any of the gifts you got last year for Christmas? Just a couple of things I got for myself. That's about it. Mm-hmm. Do you remember what you I rem- got you? you have to remember, I'm single. Uh-huh. Do you remember what I got you? Um, ooh, no. Good, because I did not. So I just okay. wanted to see if you were a liar. Uh, I, did not, I did not buy you a gift last year for Christmas. Okay. We're like the Pat Sajak and Vanna White of the station. We don't buy each other presents. Okay. All of the years that Pat Sajak and Vanna White have worked together on Wheel of Fortune, they have never once exchanged gifts. That's kind of sad. Not necessarily. When you're making Pat Sajak, Vanna White money, you can buy what you want. Well, that's also true. So why would they exchange presents? And Vanna does all that knitting. Like, I don't think that, you know, Pat needs a sweater because it's Southern California. There are people at home going, man, she knows a lot about Vanna White. It's true. I do. I love Wheel of Fortune. Uh, but no, so so you and I are the Pat Sajak Vanna White of the station. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Dude, if or we had their money. Or something that should scare me. I don't know, but if I could make Vanna White money just touching letter screens, I'd be super okay with that. New research shows that more than half, 53% to be specific, of the gifts people received last year have already been completely forgotten how do they know (laughs) if they've forgotten it how do they know maybe there's a survey maybe they're like i'm guessing you're like i they gave me something um the gifts aren't often aren't just forgotten they're often unused in fact one in six gifts received will never be touched or used again after january 1st the study found i can tell you i can tell you i promise you my father-in-law has things in his closet that we gave him years ago and he's never touched because we've seen him because we've gone in the closet because i'm like i bet that water filter is still sitting there well my my brother did give me a wonderful um merino wool sweater like a, a polo sweater mm-hmm. and 
I didn't wear it, I think, for maybe three or four, didn't but use it for three or four years because I hadn't grown big enough to fit it yet. Oh. But once I did, it was like, oh, this is cool. So he was just expecting you to gain weight. Well, he was expecting me to grow. Oh, okay, good. He, he, he guessed wrong on the size, but eventually I oh, did I did fill it. Okay. So. See, I was like, well, that's sort of a backhanded gift. No, it wasn't You're backhanded. Not... It okay. was it was one of those things where it's like it it came it it got used later. It got used. So you did you did utilize it, you did enjoy it, you did appreciate it. Yes. It just took a while to get there. So yeah. Many of these people who people who gave me cash when I was a kid that was wonderful cash is great Did you remember like grandma gave me twenty five dollars last year? No, but there was there was a standard rule you must Write a thank you note or say thank you. Mm -hmm. So yeah, anyone who gave me cash got a thank you from me (laughs) A robust thank you from David Jennings. Yes future newsman. Yes uh, yeah, that is what they're saying. Uh, gift cards, of course, are one of those things that are great. So easy, super easy for the recipient as well, because they can then choose. But it's actually one of those things that kind of falls by the wayside. A lot of gift cards don't actually get used if they're to a, a location that the recipient does not choose or does not frequent. Yep. Like, thanks so much for Lowe's, but we've only got a Home Depot in town. Uh, but also... Or the Lowe's is on the other side of town, acquiring public transit, and it's like, okay, how am I going to get whatever I get back home? Exactly. You can resell those. You can sell those on eBay. You can sell those on... Um, isn't there a, aren't there a couple yes. of companies that, that will card. buy your gift cards from yes, you? Yes, for I think a One portion. of them is based in Chicago. See, we're so smart here. Uh, so yeah, a portion of a well, I think we both. Portion. I think I think we both know one of the uh, one of our producers works for one of those companies. I did not know that. Yeah, is that Roe? No. Who? We'll talk later. Okay, good. Um, well, maybe we need to tell the listeners. We'll put that up in the podcast. Uh, but yeah, so one in six gifts received will never be touched again after January first. One in six. So the gift cards feel good. Because they probably will get used more than maybe a unicorn that poops glitter slime, which is another thing. That is the hot toy of the season. Is a what? Uh huh. You're kidding. Uh uh-uh. uh. You'd better be kidding. No uh uh. That's not cool. It is a plastic toy unicorn that you put in a powder and some lukewarm water, and it creates some chemical reaction. That poops out unicorn glitter slime out of a heart-shaped hole in its booty. My children are giggling incessantly. Even they think it's ridiculous. <laughs> I can hear them. It's great. Seriously. Oh, I love it. No, they're like, they're, my daughter's eight is going, that is so stupid. Yeah, no, I'm just sitting here thinking that is going to be the hot toy of the season. And then that is going to be the hot stain in the carpet. Do you remember the name of this toy, though? Uh, Poopsie. Isn't it Poopsie? Yeah, Poopsie Surprise. Poopsie. Yeah, I'm telling you, the surprise is going to be the next morning when you <laughs> step in it. It's going to be, not only is it going to be like bad, poop Poop is bad enough to step in the carpet if you've got a dog or a cat, but holy mama, it's glitter and it's slimy. And according to the review, because I was like, I'm like, I got to see about this. Apparently, it's kind of challenging. It doesn't always, 
come out properly. There's so some, Poopsie gets constipated. Poopsie gets constipated. We are going... <laughs> we're going to go to break <laughs> and let my children stop giggling. Uh, you know what? When we when we come back, when we come back, we're going to actually let producer Grayson, my son, my 10-year-old son, found a story today that he wants me to talk about. And it's actually really, really good. We're going to talk about that next. Hey, Bears fans, enter for your chance to win two spots on the all-inclusive Bears fan trip to Cancun at chicagotribune.com slash monster giveaway, courtesy of the Chicago Tribune. More after this. So the news, by the way, was sponsored by the chimney and fireplace. So thank you to them. I wonder what we're talking about next. Hannah Stanley filling in tonight on WGN Radio. I get to be with you for the next 23 minutes. I hate when the shows go so fast. I really, really uh, like getting to talk to you guys. 312-981-7200 is our number for both calls and texts. You can do both. We have Ro, who's reading your texts uh, for me. And of course, I'm answering. Ro's also answering the phones and putting you through to me as well. Um, Grayson, my son Grayson, who is 10, almost 11, uh, knew I was, and, and he's here with me tonight. Both my kids are in studio with me tonight. But he earlier today said, Mom, I have a great topic for you. Let's talk about Metra. Here's the thing. Grayson has wanted to talk about Metra since he was like 18 months old. That's one of his things. In the world of little boys, they choose dinosaurs or they choose trains to like. And Grayson opted for trains. So we've been having these like train weekends and train visits and train searches and um, going and like taking videotapes of, of Metra trains. And I used to commute on the train every day. Uh, the UP West line out of Ogilvy. This has not been a great week for Metro. Not at all. There was a fire aboard one of uh, one of their locomotives this past week. There was a man who, um, not Metro's fault, was hit by a train yesterday or the day before and lived. So that was that's a win. Um, but really, what they're doing is um, trying to. Uh, supplement their fleet because the fleet is aging and these trains are super expensive. It is not like we can just, you know, take a quick loan, go to train max and get something. So what they did in trying to um, grow their fleet and replace some of the trains that they've had, they've purchased multiple engines resale. They uh, they bought some used Amtrak locomotives. They bought this year. Metro bought them. Um, the problem is the EPA raised the environmental standards for pollution and um, emissions from these trains. And Metro has been grandfathered in. The locomotives that they have have been grandfathered in because they couldn't do anything about it. So the EPA a few years ago said, look... We have to raise the standards because we need to protect our workers. We need to protect the locations that you guys are going through. And we need to protect the passengers. Except Metro bought nearly two dozen used locomotives because new trains cost too much, says the CEO. And they don't meet the new emission standards that the EPA put into into place in 2015. 
The upgrade by the EPA was meant to cut pollution by as much as 90%. And as I mentioned before, most of the equipment, um, including recent purchases, is grandfathered in um, to environmental regulations that are decades old. Um, Most of the problems, the Milwaukee District uh, North locomotive fire that happened on Monday, that's an old engine. Um, Heritage Corridor passengers, those they all had a three-hour delay because of it. <sighs> 21 replacements Metra purchased were being sold because Amtrak didn't want them anyway. Look at Ro. Ro I, you people, I wish you could see Ro's face. Ro was like, oh, girl, that is what Ro's face just said. <laughs> I am an avid metro rider. So am I. Let me tell you, it's mm. a mess. It's a mess, and they're supposed to be, they're supposed to be cutting down on the express trains now because of this. Because right? of it, because they get up to higher speed. Yes. Ow. Oh. Problem where the workers who work on these trains every day, all day, the commuters who are on the trains sometimes three hours one way, based on an issue, like they had earlier in the week. Um, dirty vents and diesel fumes for metro trains have been an issue that people around this area have been talking about for a long time. Passengers, when they've done studies, passengers are breathing in particles that contain iron and steel. Uh-huh. Iron and steel. Metro passengers. Let's say you're on two hours a day minimum. Some people are on an hour minimum, right? But that's kind of the shortest distance, maybe 20 minutes, 30 minutes, one way. My my route minimum is like 50 minutes at a minimum, and that's if I'm in an express train. Minimum, one way. But let's think about also not just the passengers who are breathing in those fumes, but let's talk about the houses along those routes where we've got freights going by who are definitely grandfathered in where we've got the metro trains going by possibly making the stops possibly idling right where those yards are there's a yard in melrose park on the west line there's a yard out in west chicago i believe um on the west line those those people have got to be breathing in all of that stuff too so the only way to get all that cleaned up in the short term from the environment per the environmental protection agency is to get modern new locomotives but one of those guess 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 how much row guess how much one locomotive is new modern locomotive seven hundred fifty thousand seven million yeah okay i went dr evil just then seven million dollars seven million dollars that is why here's the thing Volkswagen just paid a huge penalty for violating the Clean Air Act. And the Illinois EPA has announced that Metro will receive $14 million from that settlement. So let me get this straight. (laughs) We have a car company that violated clean air. So now a train company is going to get money. This actually, okay, now I actually, this sort of makes sense because we're, by putting more commuters onto trains, we're putting less cars on the road, less car emissions, 
But $14 million in settlement, that's only two locomotives. We got a gazillion trains going around. It's a start. It is a start. Hannah Stanley filling in for Amy Guth. We're going to take a quick break. Come right back and, uh, and wrap up the show. Get you guys turned over to Dave Hoekstra. More after this on WGN. sudden I just wanted to do like Venus flytrap with you until the evening hours that was just a little bit of mellow hey you guys are in for a treat for a hoaxer show coming up nocturnal journal they've been practicing in the performance studio the band hey is Dan Long Dan Long there you are how many people how many musicians what are we talking lower we're under 12 12 is my guess we thought we were gonna be at 12 here comes Dan. Dan's going to talk to us about who's coming up on, on Nocturnal Journal. Yeah, I think I misled you before. I told you to aim high. You said 12. And uh, so we got a six-piecer. Oh. Times two. Two different bands? No? No, just, just one. Just one. All right. Chicago Soul Review coming up. Nice. That's like uh, the Blues Brothers Blues Review. I What is it? Well, they also do, you know, I mean, think of Chicago Sound, uh, Sharon, uh, what's her name? Why don't we stop? What if we stop paying taxes? What's her, what's the artist's name? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> this is where you're, uh-huh, we'll talk about that later. You just jump right in when you remember it. Curtis Mayfield, you know, oh. Chicago, you know the Chicago Sound, the I worked, Sound. You know what? I worked with Curtis's, uh, Curtis Mayfield's son. I did. It was super fun. The Dap Kings. Uh, yes. So, Chicago's super known for its comedy scene, its improv scene, all of that. Pat McGann, right now across the river doing comedy at the Sheraton. There's great comics at all of the Zanies locations tonight, because I was checking out the lineups. So many good comedy stories happening in and around Chicago. Amazon... Everybody's favorite smart speaker. I don't have one of these. Do you have one of these, Ro? An Amazon or a Google? I don't trust Alexa. I barely trust Siri. Hey. And she lives in my pocket. All I'm saying is Alexa's always listening. She's like big brother. So, yeah. <laughs> yes. Right now, my cell phone is going, mm, I don't know if this is a good topic choice. But here's what we're going to get to. Um, the Amazon Echo was not there at a comedy club. This happened in San Francisco's Mission District um, a few weeks ago. Someone placed a stool in front of the stage, also not peculiar, uh, draped a red cloth over it and placed what turns out to be an integral part of the evening's performance in Amazon Echo, not there to tell jokes, which might or might not have been funnier, depending on who was performing. Um, it's actually not really a very good comedian. By the way, neither is Siri. If you ask Siri to tell you jokes, it does. The timing's off. 
Instead, it was both a prop and participant in a unique improv show called Alexa Improvise. Now, for those of you at home with one of these smart speakers, I apologize if your smart speaker is now improvising for you because of what I just said. Um, But... Um, the integration of artificial intelligence of comedy have, of course, been attempted before. The New York Times reports that earlier this year, um, Peter Mirowski, a senior research scientist who built an artificial intelligence system called Alex, um, which is artificial intelligence experiment, whatever, to help him do improv skits. Whatever happened to just like a pad and paper? That's how I write down my sketches, my 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 jokes. We have a lot of current and former comedians who work here. Lots. Steve Cochran, John DeCoss, Brian Noonan, Patty Vasquez, many, many. Bill Laugh. Good Lord, Bill Laugh. Me. Think you got something on Alexa? I am putting I'm putting myself in that category very tentatively compared to the decades of experience of the other performers, the other hosts here at WGM. None of us have had um, Alexa write jokes for us. I guarantee it. Not how that works. But uh, Peter, this guy Peter, as reported by the New York Times, he fed the system lines from various movies and programmed a neural network so it would analyze what it heard and spit out a response. At first, program didn't work so well, but after further, further collaboration, Blah, 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 blah. Uh, guess what? My system doesn't always work so well first time out either. Um, at first, the program didn't work well, but after further collaboration with fellow researcher, Alex was able to at least stay on topic. So he had to mature past his like stream of consciousness phase of his teenage years, this artificial intelligent joke teller. Despite that, much of the comedy seems accidental, especially when it says things that are inappropriate or odd. So uh, this uh, improv team called The Fun Room in San Francisco came up with this idea called Alexa Improvise. Um, and the echo began beeping, flashing a blue l- red ring light, but failed to respond. She doesn't know how to do that. Um, and that's why they'll be doing that part, the, imp- the, the improv team. Just a prop. It's not actually doing stand-up. How far away are we from that, though? I wonder. I don't think we're very far from that at all. I don't think so either. But like they were saying in this article, it's so much of it is incidental comedy, right? When you ask Siri like all these questions and then then it comes back with quick retorts and things that, you know, hey, Alexa, can you find me the nearest Starbucks? And, you know, and then it's like, how many bucks, you know, are in in it, like it, so many times it just comes up with these very bizarre mishearings. I give it a good like five to ten years before Alexa's having a full-blown conversation with you back and forth. I wonder if that's even that far away. No. And it's does already it, there. All right. So you don't have one. David Jennings, do you have a smart speaker? No. All right. And is it because you don't want one? Are you afraid? I'm And I don't mean that like rudely. I know I am. The the prop the problem with the advances in technology 
is that the law has not kept pace with them. And we also don't know how much of what is what these devices will hear. Or what they're doing with it. Well, well, there was. I was listening to a tech expert, and, and he raised the point. You know, you see that a, ref, a refrigerator is now internet enabled. Mm-hmm. All right, not mine. Now, why you would why you would need one, I don't know. But if you think that the company that made that refrigerator specifically set out to come up with the hardware and the software to make that happen. You're probably wrong because what they did is go to another company that already had such a thing in existence. Mm-hmm. So they just buy the black box and they put it in the fridge. Now, you don't know what kind of security was built into that black box. Can someone hack your refrigerator? And if they do, what can they do? Can they listen to what's happening in your home? Probably. You know, wasn't wasn't there a story about a a law enforcement agency that wanted to get access to uh, an Alexa that was in someone's home because it may have heard a murder? What? I don't know this story. I'd have to go dig for it. And I don't have the time to do it right this second. But but Alexa does hear when even you don't think it's listening to you. Well, and we know that this is accurate because when, like if I say something to my kids about a Disney movie, right? The next thing I know when I pop onto the internet on my phone for something, all of a sudden all these Disney games pop up, these commercials, right? Not necessarily for a movie, but like wouldn't you like to buy this Mickey Mouse for, you know, like so it definitely listens and then streamlines what it thinks you heard, it heard you talking about into what ads are being shown to you. The case in question was in Arkansas. Okay. They wanted access to audio that might have been recorded on an Amazon Echo. Did they get it, or is it still in the courts? Um, the murder charge was dropped in hmm. that case. All right, so then now they don't need it. But there, um, one of the one of the um, alleged terrorist incidents um, in the past few years. I know Apple went to court to protect that suspect's content on his iPhone. Because not to necessarily protect that suspect and that content, but because of the precedent that it set for giving authorities and other people access in the future. Um, and, and really, that's a good legal fight to fight, albeit a bit off base in that particular story. But there's reason for legal precedent. And, and there, Well, there, you, you raise a, a, a larger question, mm-hmm. which is... In Europe, you as the citizen own your data. Whatever information a company collects in in dealing with you, like if you're a user of Facebook, in Europe it's seen that you are the owner of your own information. Here, it's not. Here we thought we were until no, no, no. We never, we never were. Okay. The company. Whoever you're dealing with, like a Facebook, mm-hmm. any you've I, I've seen on some of these sixty minutes shows, they've done 
demonstrations of when you go to one website and you think that's all you're doing, you will discover that there are four or five or six other entities that are also looking at you, seeing where you're going. You know, there's a promo about a show on this very station talking about Wi-Fi uh, and when you walk past stores that these these locations are actually kind of digging through your data if, if you're getting on their Wi-Fi. So they're they're already figuring out what you possibly are looking for, what your possible interests are, interests are remember the Tom Remember the Tom Cruise movie? So um, many of them. Oh, the predict uh, f- it was about future crime. Oh yeah, I didn't see it. But you know what? Remember the yes. One of the scenes in the movie, he is walking through a shopping mall, and the ads, other people are walking by, and they're seeing not the same ad he is. Right. But the ad is it's directed to him specifically. We're already there. Look at how we got in this great topic, all about Alexa doing comedy. Guess what? Though we have to go. Do we have a break? Alexa will never be that funny. Alexa's never going to be that funny. I'm going to hit a commercial really fast, and then I'm going to turn you guys over to David Jennings for the news. Hannah Stanley, hold on, please. Stand by. You guys, it has been my distinct pleasure to get to talk with you for six out of the last 20 hours. Hannah Stanley filling in for Amy Goo. Thanks to everyone. Thank you to Ro. Uh, it has been a pleasure to get to work with you tonight, and I look forward to doing so in the future. You guys, hear the sounds that matter. The top five at five from the Ro Khan Show with Andy Flantas Weekday afternoons on 720 WGN Chicago. Smart speaker users just say play WGN Radio on TuneIn.